Hold up, hold up. Hey yo, Tama Beats, let's get him something new to ride to. Welcome to the Pursuit of Passion podcast with K Noel. So take a seat and listen. Listen to the practical words, encouraging words that are here to help you get over the hump in your life. Cause you are in pursuit of your passion. Yeah, I see you. And I present to you the pursuit of passion with K Noel. Yo, what's up, fam? Yo, check this out. I had the awesome opportunity to interview Felicia Batsley as we're discussing her new upcoming book, Behind the Blue Elevator. Yo, check out this episode and be sure to listen all the way through the end. We're going to do a free book giveaway. All right, let's get on with the show. What's going on, family? This is your relentless motivator, K. Noel. Back again. We on episode four. So, we're building up some some momentum now. So um, I have my first guest on for this season, Miss Felicia Batsley. So you know she's she's coming. We got some big stuff coming. She's going to talk about. So I'm going to start off. I'm just going to let you introduce yourself. Okay, hi guys. As he stated, my name is Felicia. I am the owner and CEO of Postal Right Publication LLC, where I offer ghostwriting services and I also host the blog to help new authors up and coming authors, um, seasoned authors, it doesn't really matter, learn how to publish their books, um, market their books, just anything that can help you guys to build additional passive income streams with your books. So that's all me. I'm a four-time author. And funny enough, me and Noel are actually from the same town, I guess you would say. He works with family members and everything, and I had no idea. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's talk about your journey as an author. So you're a four-time author now. Mm -hmm. So how did you start that journey as an author? How did you get on that path? So I have actually always told myself, even from like a little girl, that I would be an author one day. Um, I don't know how anybody else looks at, you know, their future selves, but in the back of my mind, there was always a scene that you know, I would be able to sit in a room in my house with, you know, the bearskin rug and a, and a fireplace and just sit there and write and be that author, the type of author I saw on TV or that I was familiar with. And that had always been my dream. It was always something at the back of my mind, my mind that I told myself, but I never pursued it. Well, going into 2020, I had two fully written, fully edited manuscripts that had been on my laptop for like two years. And I finally was like, okay, let's go ahead and publish one of these. So I had been doing research all of those years on 
how to get published, what I needed to do, what was going to be the most cost effective thing. And I kind of started my journey from there. So all of 2020, I actually published three books in 2020. And once I kind of got rolling, I got rolling with the publishing part. So now I'm kind of switching over and writing what I truly enjoy writing. Okay. Then my wife has your first book and I think she read that in like a matter of a few days. So <laughs> she loved it. So, and I, and I, I think it's incredible what you said about, you know, since childhood, because I was literally just thinking about last night, how we have that childlike faith. When we're a child, you know, we, we set our dreams and at that point, nothing can stop us. Mm-hmm. But then we get older and people start, life starts putting limitations on us in school. They tell us this. So it's like those guards being put on us on each side. So mm-hmm. it's like those limitations. And, you know, I was thinking, I was like, we got to learn how to break those limitations and get back to that childlike faith. Because when you had that childlike faith, n- nothing could stop you. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So, so yeah, I, I, I really like that. So when you wrote your, from the time you wrote your, your first book to now, how has things changed for you as an author? So my first, um, my first two books were Christian. Well, my first and my third book were Christian lifestyle books. The one I, you know, kind of threw out there in the middle is a self-help for up and coming entrepreneurs because I started 2020 and my word for the year was to be consistent and I knew I just needed to keep pushing. So the more I learned, the more I realized that there were so many different places to get information from that I wanted to try to have all of those things in one place. So that's why I started coaching and ghostwriting for people and I started my blog. As things progressed and I've learned the publishing aspect, I've kind of learned the marketing aspect. As an author, I now feel like the assignments that I had are complete. So those those first two true books that I put out, those Christian lifestyles, I feel like those were pretty much assignments because Noel, I'm not even gonna lie to you. When I sat down and I was like, okay, I wanna write. From childhood up through high school, I always wrote fiction. But when I wanted to sit down and write, I could not, there was no idea. I, I couldn't think of anything to sit and write a fiction book about. But I wrote those two Christian lifestyle books. Those are the only two things that I could write about. And I feel like those were assignments I had to get those books out. And now that God's kind of like, okay, you've done my work type thing. Now you would be amazed at how many ideas, how many different storylines, how many different titles run through my mind on a daily basis. So I've really been able to kind of grow into the author that I've always wanted to be right. um, by just being you know, obedient and kind of flowing with the process. So do you ever think you would go back to that? the style every so often or, or this is the route you're going now what you on now so as far as i am concerned this is the route that i prefer to stay on i know a little later in the podcast we're going to get into the book but i basically like i said gotten into fiction um and i see myself as a fiction author author specifically a um psychological thriller author that's where all of my ideas flow to i love the darkness i love the twists and the turns that's me I personally would not choose to write another nonfiction book. I don't even honestly enjoy reading nonfiction books. I make myself do that because I know that I need to learn and grow and some of that stuff you just you need to know and learn for yourself. But I feel like if God were to tell me, yeah, you need to write this book, then yes, I would go in that direction. But if he don't say nothing, then uh, <laughs> no, I'm good. 
ain't mad at you. <laughs> so, so how do you tap into this dark side to to get this stuff? And we, we'll get into that. We'll probably get into that more. And you know, as we get to talking about your book, but I just want to know about this dark side. <laughs> <laughs> so the crazy thing is, I tell everybody most of the interviews that I have, even on my own blog, I talk about it that getting into like high school my writing became like my own uh, form of therapy because around the high school era is when I started to deal with my own mental health struggles I struggled with depression and anxiety and back then I had suicidal thoughts so my mind has always been kind of in dark places I am the criminal minds law and order <laughs> you know lifetime movie like that's me those are the types of things that I enjoy watching I enjoy watching things about murderers and serial killers. That's my form of entertainment. So that's just kind of where my mind goes most of the time. I, I, I don't think I've ever really admitted that out loud because I don't know how people will take it. But yeah, my mind's actually a pretty <laughs> a pretty dark place for the optimistic person that I am. <laughs> so you're the law and order kind of type of person. I'm not a fan of law and order. What? Well, this is why. And my listeners, it's going to be a shocker for them. When I was locked up when I was younger, mm -hmm. for some reason, that's what everybody wanted to watch in, <laughs> in, in the TV room. And it irritated me because you want to watch Law and & Order and, and what was it? Uh, Cops. Mm -hmm. like, why the heck you going to watch this? Like, we already locked up. We don't seen enough of that already. They need to learn. No. <laughs> so, and, and so it's funny that you say that because it just reminded me that when I was, I, I, these are the types of shows that I've enjoyed watching since I was little. Like I pretty sure I have seen probably every SVU episode there is out there. I watched reruns from things that I've seen when I was a child and it still never gets old for me. <laughs> and I originally used to watch them because I was fascinated with the law part of it. So I thought I wanted to be this lawyer and it just intrigued me. But somehow, some way over time, the, the the scenes or the crimes themselves, the cases, they became more interesting to me. So yeah, there's that. <laughs> I'm gonna let you have that one. <laughs> okay, so real quick, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go to a commercial break and then we're gonna um gonna got, got some more we're gonna talk about. Hey, what's up, fam? To all my business owners out there, do you need to get your business out to more eyes and ears? Do you have a book that you want to get into the hands of other people? Well, here's your opportunity. The Pursuit of Passion podcast is looking to partner with you. We are offering advertising opportunities, so hit us up today. All serious inquiries can email us at podcast at relentlessmotivationalgroup.com. And remember, all things motivate. goals. How many goals have you set up for yourself when you gave up because it was too hard? How many times did you feel you weren't good enough because the journey seems tedious? I too felt this way, but then things changed. I realized I had to change how I think. I had to change who I was. I had to be relentless. I am K. Noel. I want to tell you about my book, Be Relentless. It teaches how to understand your roar, your design path, hitting your mark, and much more. Purchase your copy of Be Relentless today at www.relentlessmotivationalgroup.com. It's not just another book. 
it's a move. So are you ready to be relentless? All right, so so we're back. So now let, let's move into encouraging some of these authors, you know, future and current authors and stuff. Let me ask you a question. So what would you say to anyone who would like to become a writer? Do it. I would definitely say to start writing. That's that's literally the easiest part. Um, get all of your thoughts down, write, and then do your research and and do it. There, it's so easy to become an author today. Um, but with that, I don't want anyone to just go at it with the thoughts of publishing a book. Like I don't just want to have a book that's published. I want to be a successful author. That's what I went went into it with. Um, so that's what I encourage everyone to do because it's it's very easy to publish a book. Not necessarily as easy to become a successful writer, but writing and then publishing are the first two pieces. You can work on the other stuff later on, but I definitely encourage anyone to do it. So what does it mean to become a successful writer? So I think, um, me personally, I feel like that is you know, person specific. So for you being a successful author may may just be, you know, having the book out and you selling a couple of copies. To me, being a successful author may be getting a, a book deal with a publisher or having a, a title turned into a movie. I feel like each author has to define what success is to them, just the same way we do in, in everyday life. So for me personally, becoming a successful author, I don't necessarily think I want to be like, you know, like JK Rowling, um, you know, Stephen King kind of success, but I want to, ha to me, being a successful author is having enough passive income from my books and enough fan base for my books that no matter what I put out, I'll continuously be paid and I'll continuous continuously have fans willing to read it. Right. Well, if you ever happen to get that big, don't, <laughs> don't forget the small people, all right? I, I won't, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are some of the struggles that you went through as an author that you're sure that other authors go through and most people don't even talk about? What are some of those kind of struggles? So um, the first biggest struggle for me was, um, like I talked about a little bit earlier, I couldn't, I couldn't, what I wanted to write, I couldn't sit down and write. It was a struggle for me because I felt like I no longer had the ability to write. I felt like I no longer had the gift of being able to write because I couldn't write the type of material I wanted to write. So that was the first struggle, which I later found out that necessarily wasn't the case. I just, that wasn't what I was supposed to be doing at the time. So I wasn't able to do it basically. The other biggest struggle that I had was I kind of set myself up for failure, especially when I published that first book, because I assumed that family and friends, and I just, I assumed that certain people would support and that's not necessarily the case. So I looked around and I looked at the types of things or the other people that people around me supported and you know put forth all this effort for and that just wasn't what I received. So I kind of set myself up for failure just assuming that those people would be the majority of my sales and they, they weren't. Yeah, I remember that with my first book. That was like a rude awakening. Yeah. So. <laughs> It definitely wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. Um, what are some lessons that you have that you have learned and you would like to share with other people? Like, so the, go ahead. So I'm sorry. I was fixing to say the biggest lesson that I definitely learned was that 
my family, friends, um, the people that I knew weren't going to be my, my target audience. Sure, some of them would probably be in my target audience, but I had to learn that me putting all of my expectations and high hopes for the people around me um, or in my circle to continuously buy the things that I put out there wasn't realistic. And I had to start focusing on making sure I reached the people that were going to be there for me long-term as far as entertainment or you know, just, just sitting and reading what I had to say because a lot of the p family and friends, they were buying because they wanted to support if, if that was the case. And I don't need just, I, I do enjoy, you know, the, the immediate monetary value of, of that support, but I need lasting support. So I need to reach the people who won't just buy this book, but they'll buy the next book and the next book and they'll read it and they'll write reviews and they'll tell other people about it. Not just because it's me, but because they enjoy it. So how did you find your audience? To be honest with you, I'm still kind of um, looking because like I said, I, I've pretty much made a large transition as far as being an author is concerned. So it's been a little difficult for me, especially considering that prior to last year, I wasn't even on social media. So going from not being on social media at all to getting on social media with one type of book and completely shifting gears as an author, it's been a little bit more difficult, which is one reason why I definitely wanted to do a book tour to try to find that target audience. But right now I'm pretty much looking at all the different places that I can. So I'm kind of gathering that that target audience research. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I can admit that I'm just now getting to a place myself where I'm really learning my audience. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, understanding the importance of that audience, because just like you said, family and friends, you know, they're going to buy to support. But my main vision is to have an impact on those people who are looking, who are searching, trying to understand and know their purpose in life. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it takes time. So that's one thing I've learned. And for those of you who are listening, you know, just be patient. You, you get all of that stuff. You'll become to understand it. But don't just sit and wait. Do your study. Do your research and stuff. So now let's let's get into the, the dessert of why we're here. <laughs> let's talk about this book. Tell us a little bit about this book. I got I got your page up right now about the release of the book. So tell the listeners about the book because they can't see what I'm seeing right now. Okay, so as I stated, this is my first fiction. It is a psychological thriller. The title is Behind the Blue Elevator. If you have not looked at the cover, dopest cover I've ever had <laughs> by far, in my opinion. I'm biased, but um, yeah, so far, all of my feedback on that is that it, it looks like you would want to pick it up, and I really appreciate that. But anyway, so it's, because it's called Behind the Blue Elevator, and basically, it follows a psychology intern who goes to an insane asylum as her first or her internship experience. And she's basically kind of frustrated because she procrastinated doing her internship and that's not really the, the internship experience that she wanted, but she kind of, you know, needs to do it now. And then her name is Ella and she ends up meeting and spending her first full day for the most part with one of the patients. Um, his name is Lebanon. And Lebanon just doesn't to her seem to fit the bill. He doesn't he doesn't look like other patients. He doesn't act like other patients that are there. He he talks, you know, well. He can articulate. He can have a full conversation with her. So she spends the day and she basically becomes so captivated by his story because basically Lebanon over the course of the day shares with her that 
he is in the asylum, not of his own accord, own accord, obviously, but because his previous employer felt like he knew too much and he needed to kind of put him away. So the biggest thing is that when she learns what his employment was, he basically was an elevator assistant. Um, not just any elevator assistant though. He worked for a company that was so stressful that they had all these different ways to, to relieve stress. One of them and the most drastic was a suicide elevator. So he basically was the assistant. He was in charge of making sure nothing went wrong in the elevator. So basically, yeah, that the, the book kind of takes you through her experience sitting there talking with him and his recollections of being that assistant. Um, there's a, a short snippet of his love life and just kind of what spiraled things to him ending up, him going from like the, the most valued employee to ending up in an insane asylum. And of course, there's a plot twist at the end because like I said, I like dark and twisty and it's a thriller. So everything isn't necessarily as it seems, but yeah, that's pretty much the gist of the book. Now, I have some more questions, but real quick, <laughs> we're going to go to a commercial break because I got some more questions. We now interrupt your regularly scheduled program for a very special announcement. Midweek blues holding you back? Got a bad case of the Wednesdays? Well, check out the No Wednesday podcast with Dr. C. Emmanuel Little, where no Wednesday formed against us shall prosper is the mantra. It's the absolute best variety show. Founded on self-care, but featuring a little humor, a little music, a lot of information, and most of all, you. No Wednesday is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and most other podcast platforms. Follow the show at No Wednesday on Instagram and Twitter and use the hashtag No Wednesday to follow the conversation. Enjoy the show and be easy. Be easy, be easy, be easy. Hey, what's up, fam? Yo, check this out. If you need music for your next album, your podcast, or maybe even your next video, you know, your YouTube or whatever, I need you to check out my bro, Toma Beats. Hit him up today so he can set you up with dope music like what you hear in the background now. He also is the producer of the music you're hearing in the background for seasons one and two of Pursuit of Passion podcast. So check him out today on Instagram, Toma underscore Beats. That's T-O-M-A underscore Beats. Or you can look him up on Facebook. Tama Bees, all right? Let them know K Noel sent you. All right. All right, and we're back. Now, here's my first question How did you come up with these names? I'm just curious. Oh, so. Um, I don't remember how I came up with Ella, but actually Lebanon, I came up with, I believe, cause I typically reach out to like my sisters, a best friend, my boyfriend. I typically ask their opinions on things. I'm like, hey, you know, um, even when it came down to the job, I was like, if, you know, if you had a job that was that stressful, what do you think it would be type thing? And I want to say maybe my best friend mentioned the name Lebanon, or I think I probably also did a poll in one of my Facebook stories and that, I, I don't know, either way, someone else said it and it was so, 
absurd that I was like, yeah, let's let's go let's go with that. All right, so we talked about the dark side earlier. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and tap into this dark side. <laughs> How did you get the idea? Like, what inspired this for this book? Um. So that's one of the big questions that people typically ask as I'm noticing going through this book tour. And what I've been giving is what I can remember. And I'm pretty sure it was a dream. I have a number of different random dreams that I have and some of them are book worthy. And I want to say (laughs) this one was probably a dream or a daydream. Um, I, I don't remember anything crazy happening in like my everyday life that took me to this place. So I'm gonna say it was probably a, a dream I had. It was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. Now I gotta, and this is something I was thinking about on the way home. Now, I'm a big um, DC comic books um, movie fan. Mm-hmm. In those movies, you know, you find little nuggets, you know, just the hidden, the hidden stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So would the readers find like some hidden stuff that they have to pay attention to as they're reading? Um, I'm trying to think because I feel like a good author would say yes. But since this is my first thriller, I feel like I wanted it to be such a shock by the end that you were just kind of like, oh, wow. Um, There are a few small nuggets in there. Based on what my editor said, my editor was like, wow, this was deeper than I thought. There are so many layers. And I'm like, oh, are there? Great, you know? (laughs) So I'm going to say there are probably a few, but I still think the ending is kind of like, whoa, what what just happened? Okay. My my coworker is going to love reading this. I was telling her about it um, before I left work. (laughs) Cause she loves, cause I, I've always seen in her office, she loves those thriller books. So mm-hmm. when I sent her the link to your, um, what's new, your new releases, she's like, this is right up my alley. I said, I know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I want to read it. Cause I just want to see what happens at the end. Oh, you're going to be that person that goes all the way to the end without context. And like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Now, have you ever thought about this ever becoming a movie? Any, you know, any of the books that you're writing from here on out, have you ever thought of, of it become, ever becoming a movie? Absolutely. Um, so writing thrillers, like I said, that's what I personally enjoy to watch. Those are the types of movies I enjoy to watch. So when I'm writing in the back of my mind, I'm always writing with the hopes that um, the thrillers will turn into movies. Talking about the plot to a lot of different people, a lot of people have already said, you know, like, oh, that would be a good movie. And I mean, who thinks of, you know, a suicide elevator for anything, especially when you find out like how they die in the elevator. Yeah, I have never read anything like it or along those lines, I don't believe. Not to say that there's nothing out there, but so yeah, I definitely would love for, I'm pretty proud of this one um, and pretty proud (laughs) of, of the way I was able to bring it all together. So I would love to see it if not a movie, even like a limited series, like on Netflix or something. Um, so that's definitely the hope. So I'm just, you know, ready for the release, which is in April, to kind of see where it goes and then see, you know, how, how, what the options may be, I guess. Okay. So how long did it take you to write this book? Oh, so this one, it actually, like once I sat down and I started writing it, it only took me about two weeks because I was that. 
I enjoyed writing it that much. I was so excited as, because it's like the more I wrote, the more things just started to unfold in my mind. Cause I'm really not a, I'm not someone who kind of jots things down and I don't really plan the book ahead of time for the most part. Like I write down the major stuff, like the major turns, the twists that I want to have and, you know, kind of character profiles, but I don't necessarily plan out like how everything unfolds. So I allow my mind to do that as I'm writing. And it was just so fun to to kind of do that. It only took me about two weeks to write it. So, so you mean to tell me all those times you was putting it on Facebook, that was really around the time span that you was actually writing. I'm thinking you had started this like last year. Well, so I started the Word document last year. Like I, <laughs> I wrote the title down in a Word document and I kind of, I would say probably like the first page I may have wrote when I originally got the idea and I think maybe like September, October, but I never went back to it. There's so many different ideas that I have and I'm just like, okay, whatever. But yeah, so I actually got, once I sat down and I started writing it and the words were just flowing because I, I visited it and I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to write this. And I think at the time I might've had like 700 words down in total. And that night I ended up writing and I ended up having about 3000 words. So once I knew I was like, okay, this is gonna flow. I actually had the, my cover designer make my design that day. He got it to me in a, in a day or so. So yeah, by the time I was posting about it on Facebook and posting the cover, I had literally just started to, to sit down and write it and had the synopsis and all that. Okay, so you was talking about your flow. How did you manage your time with this? This is why I'm asking, because I know when I get in my flow, like last night, I was I was writing on my book and I was in my flow and it was getting near time for me to go to bed. And I hate stopping, especially when I'm in that flow, because when you're in that flow, you're in that flow. Mm-hmm. And you could be up all times of night. So how did you manage that time and still come back and stay in that flow? So for me, the good thing about it was I had already gone on like a small sabbatical. So I didn't have any projects for anyone else that I was working on. And I was kind of just focusing on myself and where I wanted my business to go. So I didn't have really any obligations once I um, got off my full time job. And I was just kind of right. And I basically I knew when I wanted to have it done by and I knew when I wanted to have it released by. So I was like, okay, I need to have it done this day so I can have it to editing and have it out and available for pre-order on all the different platforms by this day. So once I got to that point, I was like, okay, so I need to write, you know, this many words a day to make it. I had a goal of, I think, 50,000 words. So I would tell myself, you need to at least write, I think it was like 2,500 a day. So I kind of gave myself from like five when I got off to let's say seven. And I would just kind of write and write and write and then go on to do something. I would get to a good stopping place basically and I would kind of put it down to let it rest. Then once the weekends came, I literally probably spent two full weekends, Saturday and Sunday. That's pretty much what I did for the majority of the day. I'm pretty sure those, Four days alone, I wrote like ten or fifteen thousand words just because I, I had no, I had nothing else to do. So that's what I, I dedicated my time to doing. Now that's not straight or anything like that. You know how we authors do. That probably was like write a couple sentences, scroll Facebook, write a couple more sentences, scroll <laughs> Facebook. You know, you know. No comment. Have, <laughs> you know we don't have good time management for real. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. There were a few nights that I stayed up 
pretty late writing them, but for the most part, I think those were kind of on days where I didn't have anything to do the next morning anyway. Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm still trying to work on that because it's hard for me to stop. So, yeah. Well, see, the good thing for me is I've learned that I don't try to make myself stop. Um, and that's just my own mental thing because I'll tell myself I need to be in bed by eight o'clock just because I'm ridiculous like that. And I know it takes forever to wake up. But if I'm working on a project, I try not to make myself stop until I get to a good stopping place. Like if I'm on a roll, I'm like, OK, you know, I'll just deal with the consequences when it's time to wake up in the morning. But I can't stop like right now. So when you put it down for moments, like say friends, you put it down at night and you go to work, did you ever have like that itch that you, you, you have some, it starts rolling and you want to write it down or something like that? Absolutely. So what I would typically do, um, good thing is I work from home. So for the most part, I, I did try not to touch it throughout the day though, just because I didn't want to get on a roll and then have to stop because I had something else to do. So I have like this five, subject um, spiral notebook that I carry around. So when I would start thinking, I'll basically just jot things down. Like, okay, this can go this place. Or, oh, I think I want to incorporate this. Or, oh, you know, this. And a lot of that time that we were talking about that I spent on it, some of that time did actually um, require me to kind of put the whole project down and, and write some stuff out. Because I know I originally didn't plan to even talk about what people's actual like what the job description really was it was just always meant to be this vague thing and it was so stressful but as I started writing I was like okay no I think I want to talk about it so I had to sit down and um, do a little bit of research on what I was trying to do with the with the workplace and the actual company and you know it, it took probably a day for me to kind of plot all of that out to make it make sense to me as I wrote it so yeah that was in there too I can't wait to get this book. So where can people um, get, you know, go ahead and get their pre-orders in it? So you can pre-order through my website. It's hustlewritepublication.com forward slash new releases. Um, by the time I think this episode airs, it should be up on like iBooks and Kindle and Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all of it. It should be on all those platforms for pre-order. The release date is the 15th. So I think by the time our episodes air, they should be on all those different platforms to pre-order. But if not, you can always go to my website and pre-order and it would come to you autographed. Okay. And y'all can look in the description that um, I will post the link in the description as well. So wait, make sure you don't miss this because I want y'all to get this book because I'm looking forward to reading this one. So I got to tell my mama about this book because she may like it too. So well, I know she will. So yeah. So, all right. So we're coming to the end, but I'm going to do a giveaway. I'm going to let you talk a little bit about the giveaway since it's, it's your giveaway. So yes, I am going to give away one of the books um, signed and autographed by me, of course. I have given um, Mr. Noel the free reign to run the giveaway as he sees fit. But yes, some some lucky winner if they you know follow the rules because you know following rules are important. You gotta do what <laughs> what is asked of you. Will get a signed autographed copy of Behind the Blue Elevator. Okay, so this is how we're gonna do this. In order to get into this drawing for this book, you're first gonna have to follow Felicia on Instagram. I'm gonna let you tell your Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Hustle Right Publication, and right is W-R-I-T-E. So hustle, write, and then publication. No S at the end. 
And what you will also have to do is join my texting community, the Relentless Texting Community. Uh, so what you will do, you will text your Instagram handle to 404-962-0730. That way we can make sure that you're actually following her. So with that being said, we're gonna do a drawing and one lucky person is gonna win a book. So yeah. But for the rest of y'all, I'm gonna need y'all to go ahead and put in that pre-order though, because I'm gonna go ahead and put in my pre-order this week. So don't get left behind. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, don't get left behind in that blue elevator. So Ooh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on in this elevator, but we all need to pre-order so we can find out what's going, what's really going on in this blue elevator. So with that being said, Felicia, I appreciate you and I thank you for taking the time out, you know, to, to interview with us and uh, rocking with us on Pursuit of Passion. So, yeah, like I said, y'all go ahead and hit those pre-orders. The, the link will be in the description. Do you have anything else you want to say before, you know, we close out or anything? Um, I definitely just want to thank you for allowing me to stop by the platform. I am currently doing a um, virtual book tour with this book because, like I said, I want to try to find that audience and try to get the information about this book to as many people as possible because I, I really enjoyed writing it. So I believe a lot of people will enjoy reading it. So I just wanted to definitely thank you for allowing me to, you know, come to your podcast, hang out with you and your people for a little while. And um, yeah, that's it. All right, well, we appreciate you. And you all know the drill. Whatever time of the day you're listening to this, you all have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, and we are out. Thanks for joining us this week on the Pursuit of Passion podcast with K. Noel. Make sure to visit our website at www.relentlessmotivationalgroup.com to purchase books by K. Noel and Relentless Wear. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Both handler names are RelentlessMG1. And also, check us out on Facebook at Relentless Motivational Group. Also, join the Relentless Texting community today by texting RELENTLESS to 404-962-0730. 0730. Be sure to subscribe now to the Pursuit of Passion podcast with K. Noel to catch a new episode every Thursday. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and a ton of other podcast platforms. If you would like to look us up on Anchor, that would be anchor.fm forward slash the Pursuit of Passion. If you would like to send a donation, you can do so on our website or on our Anchor page. Last but not least, always remember that all things motivate. You be in no time.